You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 93. Episode 93. So we don't have a ton of content on this one, but we did pl- just uh, finish one session over at Paramount. Yeah, this is more of an emergency episode to get us back on track, right? Yeah, let's uh, well, because well, now we'll get two this week for everybody, and then we'll get, and then we'll try to get back on track with our scheduled Thursday release date. <laughs> right, that's our plan right now, at least. Yeah, it's been known <laughs> to change a, a little bit here and there between me and you. Uh, so now I there's wasn't I didn't have that much going on. I was a little card dead, but I did have one really interesting hand at the beginning. Let me ask you what this has, uh, what uh, you would do here. So a player to my right raises. I'm in fairly early position. Uh, he raises to 15. I have ace-jack. I have taken a lot of unsuited broadways out of my calling range. I keep ace-jack in there, despite what a lot of things say, just because a lot of people play suited aces and stuff like that. So it has a lot more hands than it dominates that people will raise with. Uh, another player calls, a fairly decent player. Then another player kind of thinks for a minute and then goes all in for a hundred. And it's not on you yet? It's not on me yet. The, uh, it goes back to the preflop razor and he folds. On a three bet against ace jack, I definitely normally will fold here, but this was a player who was shoving short in a really great squeeze spot and a player who I'm pretty certain will recognize a squeeze spot like this. I'm probably, I mean, I say this, but I think I'm still folding here a lot of the time. I Uh, definitely think it's like an 80, 20 thing. Yeah, it was, I I mean, I'm going to agree with that. I think I fold probably 80% of the time here. This was 20% of the time where I, I don't know. Like, I don't put a lot of faith in live reads. Uh, everyone I play with is way bigger at that, too. I just got the live read that he was kind of... It's funny. I was going to tell you, for me, it'd be live read dependent. <laughs> and you're like, I don't put much in the live read, so, wow. Well, but that was like, that was to caveat this, is that I did get a live read that I thought he was weak, kind of weak. And I'm like, well, what are the chances that he's just on the button? He has 100 and just, you know, it comes back around. He just ends up with ace king or pocket kings, queens. I was like, I think I might be ahead of his range. I I do make the call and the other player folds. And he shows king, queen. So my ace jack does have him beat at this point. Uh, Spikes the king on the flop and he does win the pot. But that ceases to matter. Like I said, I think I fold there a lot, but it was a good call in the moment. So Yeah, I think it's one of those that... Even though, like, I play fairly analytically and a lot of my stuff will run into each other on how I play, every now and then you do have to, you do have to get exploitative and deviate, you know, like, in uh, certain situations. And that was just one of those situations I felt like I could deviate a little bit. Yeah, and I guess, really, your live read was correct, right? You thought he was weak, he was, I mean, you were ahead, so. Yeah, it was, uh... 
Exactly. Well, he said to me when I was thinking about it, he's like, he's like, I haven't played a hand all night or any uh, something like that. And I mean, in a lot of times it's a reverse tell, but the way he said it, I just kind of felt like he was not that super strong. So good call, bad bad result, but it's a uh, I us say it was kind of an interesting spot. Uh, what about you? That, really, that is probably the most interesting, at least Hold'em spot I was in. I was about to say, you had a super interesting bomb pot hand. But we'll cover some of my hands first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so my session starts off, and I'm not playing any hands for probably the first two or three orbits, right? I would probably say. Uh, correct. You are seem to be playing pretty tight. My first hand I get to play is it was either Queen Ten suited or Queen Jack suited. And I flopped a flush draw on this board. So sorry. Guy raises to about fifteen, which is pretty big in this one two game. Okay. I call. We see it heads up. I flop the flush draw and the flop was I believe like nine high. You flopped a flush. Okay. Just a flush draw. I'm curious to see what you do here because I think I know what I would do. Uh, Go for it. He then bets pretty big. I'm in position here. Um, I believe he bet like 30, 35. I guess that's not that big, but. Ooh. Uh, okay. My immediate thought when you said this was that I was going to raise his bets. Uh. Because I want to, I can fold out like ace king, ace queen, ace jack, king jack uh, that are beating me. Uh, and then anything that calls, I'm very live. Now that you said he bet big, I'm a little more scared of that line of thinking. So what did you do here? I called, and then the turn was a brick for the flush draw, but it, really, it very much connected the board to where there's a lot of straight outs, okay. straight possibilities. He then checks it to me. So now I'm thinking that he could be on a better flush draw than me. He could be on like a middling pair. But I did not think a very strong hand would be checking here with so many draw, like the flush draw still available and the obvious straight draw out there. So I did what I talked to you about last week and I bet 40. Enough to where hopefully if he's on um, like a middling pair or just ace high, he folds. That seems about right, yeah. He snap uh, raises me to like 120. That's sad. Do I just fold? Uh, Yeah, that was a... Uh, oh, I remember. Okay, like, I just remember the exact hand on this one. And yeah, the minute he, he snap raised you on this particular player, I was like, well, he definitely has a big hand here. Uh, it, I mean, the only thing is, is if you're just getting the outs to call. And I think when we were... It ended up being 60 to win 220 was your... Because he only... He actually did not raise big. You bet 40, he raises to 100. And it was going to be 60 to win 220, which, given your outs, I think was a uh, I think it was a good fold. I mean, the implied odds would have made it maybe a little close, but direct odds you definitely couldn't call. And implied odds are so iffy because you don't know that you're going to get paid off on them. Well, and I didn't have much behind. Oh, I looked at his stack. I actually didn't look at your stack at this point. I had exactly 175. 
So if you had called the 60, you would have had like 110 behind, right? Yes. So it seems like a really good fold. Uh, I guess you kind of wish, do you kind of wish you would have checked back and taken well. the equity on the river? or <laughs> Well, I mean, like in general or, I mean, on this... I mean, obviously, in this exact hand, one hundred percent. Do you? But you think it's a better play in general, or do you think like the play and it just happened to be, run into it? I don't know. I think I think it's close. I think a lot of times I could get that middling pair to fold. I could get a higher flush draw to fold. I think it's close too. I think it could go either way. I I don't think the equity changes that much. I was just kind of curious on your thoughts on it. But if I would have known he was going to check raise, I would have loved to check. Yes. <laughs> so. well then you should have checked should have seen that coming should have should have live read his soul and just checked behind but then i just so i lost that hand and then i lost a few other hands i was just doing nothing but folding then i got down to about 150 dollars and i saw you add on so and then i was like well i got down to maybe 120 and i added on as well yeah it was the player to my left had me covered by quite a bit and he was kind of an action play. I mean, he's definitely not the tightest player. I'm like, I need to at least have enough to, uh, like an extra two or 300 got, well, I was like, in case we get into it, I definitely need to have more money than this behind me. Yeah. Well, I basically just folded and folded. And then what was really interesting is I played a bunch of PLO hands, not really played, but you know, I saw some flops miss and folded, you know, kind of just didn't take any, any thin lines. Right. Right. And man, so many times I would have turned a river just an absolutely catastrophic hand. I mean, it would have been just cooler. I would have gotten felted, and that would have been it for me. Like oh, three yeah. times, where like if I hit that card, I'm not folding. Yeah, you dodged some landmines because yeah, you did. Uh, you definitely did. Well, I mean, it's good that you were making the right folds at the right time. I mean. Part of that's luck that, you know, people bet you out of it. But part of it is, I mean, if you're sticking around with middling hands hoping to get lucky and then you get lucky on the turn, you're definitely not going anywhere. So it was good flop discipline at that point as well. Yeah, I mean, because that was the one I was thinking, like, just thank goodness I didn't see any of these turns or rivers because that would have put the end of my night right there. So basically I just folded and folded and folded for what felt like forever. Um, then my first big hand I played, I had ace, it was a PLO hand, so you have to bear with, but I had pocket aces and then queen, couldn't have been queen 10 because 10 would have made, it was queen king, I think. God damn, what a good hand. But the, or queen jack, sorry, queen jack, because the queen, the queen was suited. So I had a queen high flush draw. Okay. Or possibility. The aces were unsuited. Okay. So, I end up raising to $10. I really like that. Um, I think, well, I don't think. I know you're the one who told me that you saw this in some study material. That you don't have to raise too big preflop. Because then you can, but you don't want to limp these hands either. Because when you raise bigger, like not big, but when you make it 10, at least it gives you, whenever you pot the flop, it's... A sizable pot bet. Yeah, it's a uh, and I like some of the stuff in Omaha made a lot of sense. Some of it only made sense if you were in like bigger games, I think. Uh, but with aces and this, I mean, if you're just yeah, like a ten dollar raise, it gives you so much more than if it's like you just call and it's two dollars or whatever. 
Uh, so yeah, I definitely love that. Right. Well, especially with a hand this strong too. Uh, this, you know, at the end of the day, it's people are going to PLO is kind of diff- difficult because the variance is so high. But it's just like Hold'em in that if you raise the bigger hands pre-flop, you're going to flop bigger on average. You're going to have bigger hands at the river on average. So you definitely want more money in the pot on average. Uh, I think I like this raise. And at $10, if anybody hits anything, you can basically get all the money in there. Absolutely. Well, the flop, I see an ace in the window. So I'm ready to give someone a high five. The problem is, I believe it was Queen Jack as well with two hearts. Oh, God. So there is a straight available and a flush draw available. I must oh, have there's, had, a stra- there's a straight available now, and there's a flush draw. I had ace, ace, king, queen, because I had the queen with the aces. I did not have the jack. I did not have two pair. Okay. So I had top set, but king 10 made a straight. Definitely kind of treacherous waters a little bit. Well, it gets more treacherous. Before it even gets to me, someone donks 25. This is pretty good. Because, I mean, this is going to be a standard call. You're going to be ahead sometimes, and you're drawing very live with top set when you're not. I I don't want to say I thought about it for more than a second or two, but I kind of thought about raising, but then I was thinking that's way too, way too out of line. <laughs> oh, I think that would have been a pretty big overplay, 100%. <laughs> I thought about it. When I saw that ace in the window, I thought there's no way I'm not raising. <laughs> but Yeah. I, I thought about it. I did not. Um, I call, then it folds, everyone else folds, so we're heads up to the turn. The turn is the six of diamonds, so there's a flush draw out there of hearts, but the six changes literally nothing. Okay, so it's still the nut straight. You still have a set of aces and didn't pair the board or anything, so this is basically like a card that almost doesn't exist. Well, then they, or um, this person checks to me. Okay. So I think I can go for value here. I agree. I didn't, like, once this person checks, I don't think they're checking the nuts. And with you having second nuts, I think this is a mandatory bet as well. I bet 90. I like this bet. Yeah, I thought it was pretty sizable. Um, This bet is called um, the River, another complete brick. I think it was like the Deuce of Clubs. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, um, I turn over my, it goes check, check. I'm definitely checking behind here. So, well, I don't, do you think you should be betting here? Because if our theory is that she's not checking the turn with the nuts, then you have the nuts here. Yeah, you're right. And I, um, I had so little behind that I'm never folding and she's never folding to that little amount. I mean... The pot got so big, and I probably had forty to fifty dollars behind. I guess the argument again. I guess the argument for checking is sometimes people you have to put like, some people. Some people will do everything sometimes. So sometimes she could have king ten and just be slow playing. We don't. We think it's probably like what ten percent of the time, if that. Uh, yeah. And the heart draws are not not calling anything because they've all bricked out. That was my thought in the moment. I just checked so happy to see Showdown. And I actually ended up winning. She flopped two pair. 
No, I mean super nice. I I don't. I think probably you can be betting that river, especially considering how little money you had behind because you yeah. value. Uh, but I mean, I'd much rather you miss a little bit of value than just hear about a lost hand. Period. <laughs> so I'm definitely glad you took that one down. Well, and well, she had a two pair and a flush draw, the nut flush draw. So had a pretty monster hand. Yeah, and I. She might just lay that down, too. I mean, there's, there's a pretty obvious straight that never changed, and she missed her flush draw. I mean, she's probably one where she might be just feel like she's drawing to a boat or a flush. I mean, too bad that flush didn't pair the board, or she hit that king or jack. I mean, you're she's going to get a boat to your bigger boat. <laughs> say, then all of a sudden, 40 bucks coming my way. Yeah, actually, it's only an extra 50 bucks. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what these big dreams are. Of yeah. it, if it, Perry, it literally does almost no. Actually, you probably could have got that 50 bucks without it. So yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, but on the plus side, this brought me back to almost even. Oh, well that's, that's always a nice feeling. Um, then I guess I played a few more hands and nothing that bad. Big really happened. I did. I mean, I did a lot of folding, a lot of folding. I got. Um, I'm trying to think. I won. Oh, I had that big PLO bomb pot hand where I flopped kings full of sixes. Oh yeah. And he flopped the straight, but you know that was a standard chop. But I ended up just kind of. It was the epitome of just grinding it out to a hundred and about fifty dollar win. Oh, uh, that's pretty. That's pretty nice. I mean, you got to think we only played like a little three hours. It's about fifty dollars an hour, so very nice. But here's the other thing: is I mean, that session started off so grim. I mean, I was just down so much so fast that I was um, very happy to. I mean, this was one that I was very happy to make a comeback, and it felt, even though it was only one hundred and fifty bucks, felt hard earned. Yeah. Uh. Well, that's pretty good on uh on that deal on mine let me tell ask you uh get your opinion on this this seemed to be my session i was get with the good hands i did get i was flopping a ton of like draws open-ended straight draws and stuff like that in multi-way pots i think they were all straight draws actually i kind of don't bet too much because it's just you're getting called so much when you uh when you do bet I feel like it's just kind of hemorrhaging money. Here's my thing. If I'm playing a multi-way pot and I have a draw, I'm trying to see it as cheap as possible. I'm not betting it. I'm not raising. That's me. If it's that multi-way and it's in these one-two games where people are not folding. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to get there as cheap as possible till I get there. That's what yeah. I do. That's Well, that's kind of my thinking. Because I had one that I feel like... Mm, Maybe I can't do it. I, was, I had Queen Jack and it came King 10 6. Well, it checks all the way around to me, and I'm like, I have a draw. And then, <laughs> like, I mean, King to. 10, broad, I mean, the Broadway, like, I mean, they're Broadway cards and all that. You know, a lot of people play a lot of Kings, a lot of 10s. I check it. Uh, the turn is a King. And then it gets bet into me, but not that much. I can easily call for a good bet, good I bet. And I do make the call, another king on the river. So now there's three kings out there. Well, I just check. I'm like, now whatever this guy was betting is probably a boat. So <laughs> it's hard to, it's going to be hard to represent quads. But and he shows a 10. And I was like, well, could I got him off that 10 if I bet the flop and turn? No, definitely not on the river. But 
Yeah. The flop and turn. Probably not the turn either. Because, I mean, yeah. now I have less... If he's any type of poker player at all, I have less kings here now. Yeah, I don't know. I think... I mean, that multi-way, I think it's a fine give up. Yeah, I think... Uh, it's, I kind of thought so, too. I, I second-guessed it for a minute. Uh... So I end up just kind of struggling in this session, not really able to make hands or really do much. I hit a bomb pot in which I flop trips with a good kicker. I flop trip aces with it, and then I turned the boat and ended up winning a decent hand. It kind of got me back to not even, but kind of close. And then I ended up, you saw the, just the most massive bomb pot. Really not massive for the bomb pots I've played lately, but it's still still very big, given the game. Uh, I, there's this, there's a player at our table who is betting everything and has no idea. It seems like is very is very new to poker. Let's go with that. And he's gotten lucky on a couple pots, and he's very deep stacked. So we do a bomb pot, and I see pocket tens with, I think, like a jack king. Like a pretty decent hand that could actually do something. Well, it comes out, I flop quads on the top with nothing on the bottom. Uh, I think I had an overpair, but it was true. It was like 448, and I had, my tens were an overpair. Uh, I just check it here. Because you're so limited in what you bet in these bomb pots, but you're able to do so much if somebody does bet. Well, it goes, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Someone goes all in and blind, and I call their 50, I only call their $54. Uh, it then goes around to another call. Someone else makes it 150 the, and I was like, and then I was like, well, if it comes around to me, I'm only calling because I want to keep as many people in this. I'm very safe on one board. And if you bet everybody out but one person, now you're just chopping. So he makes it 150. Well, the other guy who's the kind of the action newish betting everything makes the call for 150. Well, I now have 350 behind. So I mean now this is just automatic all in. There's no there's no way I ever call here. So I jam it. Everybody's uh one person folds, the other person snap calls, and so we made it one fifty. And the other guy, he tanks forever and a day, but he eventually calls. And the player who made it one fifty flopped a full house, eights full of fours, and on a board that was eight four four. Uh, I had quad tens, and the other guy just had a four. So it was ended up being a very big pot that actually got me back to even for a little while. So that was really nice. Oh, man, because I remember, like, that action player was trying to show me his hand. I was like, I'm just going to go to the restroom just to avoid anyone thinking I'm helping or saying anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then I come back, and all heck is breaking loose. I'm like, this hand is still going on. And like, not only is it still going on, we're still haven't seen any other cards. Oh yeah, was like, it was in it forever. I was like, yeah, he's still tanking, right? Because I left when he was tanking, came back, and he was still tanking. Yeah, it was definitely the longest of time. And then he tried to flip him up, face up, and we're like, no, no, no. And then he's like, what? I was like, I was like, we're still in the middle of the hand. What? No matter what you do. So it was. He's like, oh, I mean, he was. 
he seemed like a decent enough guy. Wait, but... so once he that other guy had to call, right? You're all in. That's right. Yeah. Okay, that was the action, right? Because I wasn't at the table. Okay, so that makes sense. Uh, so it was, but yeah, ended up chopping it with uh chopping it two ways, a pretty massive pot. So that was that got me back to even for a little while, and then just due to a missing, I mean, ended up down for the session with time included, like sixty dollars. So. Not the worst. Uh, I was. It was nice to, even though I didn't win, to kind of salvage a session because I did. I was up, I think, four seventy five uh, from the Tuesday, so I kind of judge it by a week to week basis a lot, a lot. So it's nice to kind of salvage that winning week, at least so far. <laughs> yeah, right. So got a lot of week left this early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, here's a question for you. So that guy who was pretty new to poker, but was, I mean, he was definitely the action player, correct? You would classify him as the action player at the table? Oh, 100%. Okay. So he was saying he hated PLO and hate. Were you surprised that no one proposed no PLO hand? Not there. He just uh, not enough money on the table to do what that player wants? Because you know th- a lot think, of times. You- I, I think Paramount, like most of the players, are not going to be savvy enough to do what just an action player wants, and they want to play PLO. So they're just... I mean, it's, that's not going to be... Like, you know, I will, like, switch my game up 100% for action players at other places. But I think at Paramount, all they're going to think about is, no, I want to play PLO. Yeah, because I thought about proposing it, but then I was like, it does not seem like anyone else is interested. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I think it's just there. It would be a very difficult sell. Yeah, well, I think... Yeah, hundred Yeah, I agree. I guess him, he would need more money, and you need more people to kind of be on the same page. I guess because I thought about it, and I was like, well, I mean, I didn't want to propose it. That guy get fired up that he wants it. That that was an option, and then it gets shot down. I figured that would be even worse than. Yeah, I do agree with that assessment. It's a uh, if you do propose it, and he knows that there was there might have been a possibility. I definitely think that makes it worse. So, uh, and I think what you're saying is along the right tracks, and I think that's probably what should happen in most games. But here's the thing is I kind of want to be with players who, you know, aren't, you know, aren't savvy enough to make that decision. Because I like, I feel like there's just never going to happen. Maybe if you have the exact right players, like the the true kind of grinders over there at Paramount, probably, maybe. But I think it's be very hard to get the whole table of that. Absolutely. And it was so weird because that whole session, I thought that you were up a bunch. So I thought when we were leaving, it was going to be both of us up. I was very surprised to see that you ended up down this session. Yeah, well, it's, it's I took such big hits at the beginning and then did the add-on. And I did, I got up, but I was only ever up like 50 or 75 bucks. So it was uh, nothing big. Uh, and that kind of just, I had that one hand where I had ace queen, I raised it very big, got called. It comes out all diamonds. I've ace queen of spades, but with an ace. And the a lady, it comes out like ace deuce seven of diamonds. A uh, lady leads into me for twenty dollars, not that much. I call. No flush comes in on the turn. She bets twenty dollars again. I call, and then on the river she bets twenty again, and I'm like, well. You know, the King of Diamonds did brick out. Uh, there's, although it was kind of a bad run out because a lot of lower cards hit where she could have two pair, it 
$20 to win now $140. I mean, you know, top pair, really good kicker. I feel like it's worth it. So I make the call, and she flopped uh, two pair with ace-deuce. It's funny, right? Because, like, all these players try to do all these different things versus people who are grinders. It seems like that's one of the best ways to get value from someone who's thinking about the odds that they're getting to call. Oh, 100% it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because you can get so – I mean, you would never think that she's going to get $60 of value from you. Uh, on that exact no, especially flop. on that flop, yeah. That's what I'm saying, right? That seems like just such a great way for – um to adjust your betting and game to a player like you who's thinking yeah. about the math, the odds, how right, how often you have to be right. Cause you don't have to be right that often on the river there. Oh, I mean, just one. I mean, I don't even think it was a bad call. Cause I mean, every now and then people will just overvalue an ace or something. <laughs> See, that's so. exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I'm well, that's a, like I noticed newer players, hell, even some experienced players, they will constantly think about a call if it's right or wrong. Like, not giving the money or anything, just judge it on that. Whereas, you should be looking at it as how often you have to be right. Because there's always calls you're going to be wrong at, you know, at some portion of the time. Or always going to be right some portion of the time. So it's just a matter. So when you're when I'm thinking the way I am, and people are betting super small, and I've got anything, yeah, that's definitely a good way to get some value. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that I mean that was basically it. It's not the not the worst for an emergency podcast. A quick thirty minute one just to get us back on schedule. Yeah, I did. Uh, I want to bring up two things I want to do soon. They opened up a new poker room over on I ten Infinity, and I was gonna. I did want to check that out. Although I think any room opening next to one hundred one Katie is hitting for a lot of hurt. <laughs> It's just that I think that poker room has run so well. Uh, and they are opening up that new river room that looks really, really badass uh, this week as well. I think it's like opening up like Fe- February 11th or 12th or something. So I don't know if it's going to be any good. Uh, it's already kind of over there by Westheimer where all the poker rooms kind of are. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to check out at least. So I'll hopefully play at one of those two next week, maybe, and give you all a kind of honest review. Absolutely. I guess on that note, this concludes the Texas Poker Podcast. Talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time, and we'll see you next week.